Testing, testing, one, two, three. Big D is back in the house for another podcast episode. Yes, I just called myself Big D. Funny thing, I used to be called Big D as a nickname. So when I was really, really skinny, actually, um, at school, people would call me D for short, obviously, for Denver. And I actually called myself Little D because I think back then, or even in primary school, Little Bow Wow, the rapper, was called Little Bow Wow, and obviously Little Wayne is Little Wayne, and I thought I was small too, so I called myself Little D. And then I started building some muscle, making some gains, and Big D came alive, and that kind of stuck. And then, transitioning to the social media world with Instagram, I was like Big D213 for whatever reason, and same deal on YouTube as well as somewhere else. Maybe it was Snapchat. And then I had some people calling me Biggie. And I was like, don't call me that. Call me D or call me Big D. So they thought it would be funny to call me Biggie all the time because obviously I was against it. In reality, I honestly didn't care. But Biggie kind of stuck and then it was Biggie D. So Biggie D. And I mean, I had a number plate that said Big D as well, which is pretty funny. But um <clears throat> Biggie D kind of stuck, and then I made Biggie D my Instagram handle, and then everybody knew me as Biggie D, and I literally had clients seeking Biggie D for coaching for their contest prep, or whatever it is, um, and also I would have my personal clients, face-to-face PT clients, being stopped by other people and saying, hey, Biggie D trains you, or hey, I saw you on his Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. No one knew my name, and I felt like that was uh, unacceptable. So I changed my Instagram handle to just my name. Boring, I know. But, you know, still sticks, Biggie D. So I'm going to stick with Biggie D, Big D, whatever I want. I mean, it's my podcast, so I can do what I want, right? And that is the cool thing about it. only thing I can't do on this podcast is swear, and that's because I selected that this would be, you know, a clean podcast when I... When I uploaded or or submitted to Instagram uh, to iTunes, so it's a good change. I mean, should I choose to swear? I don't think I need to, but if I need to, I'll do it on Instagram stories. Anyways, today we're going to talk about exercise technique. I feel like this is super important because I offer like exercise technique sessions where I break down specific lifts with clients. Uh, typically, it's going to be the squat, bench press, and deadlift, and we go through each movement and we break it down, we look at what they're currently doing, Uh, you know, I speak to them about what they're thinking about, which is quite important, and we also look at ways we can improve it, and then we do that, we film it, uh, the exercise, we review it, and we make sure that the client walks away with, you know, some newfound technique cues, um, and also some newfound confidence, which is obviously what we're all looking for here. And, you know, today I did one actually, and it was great. Like, it went really, really well. But the funny thing is, and it's consistent with every single person I work with, with these technique sessions, is I have a way of doing them, of coaching them. And I know, like, almost, probably, actually, yeah, definitely every single time, people are kind of, like, surprised by my questions and don't really know how to answer them initially. And um, when they really think about it, they don't think about the right things when they work out, when they, you know, do the exercises. So, you know, I have this key thing, I guess I'm going to share it with you guys now. And what I'll do is I will get a client to complete 
let's say a squat with a very light load or you know moderate load and just do five reps five or ten reps whatever you want and when they've completed that I'll ask them what do you think about when you squat and if you were to write down for me to tell me exactly how to squat I'm an absolute beginner I want you to coach me what would you tell me to do in order of sequence the first thing the second thing the third thing and for some reason nobody can give me the answer that I expect or require and it's a whole lot of thinking and then realizing that they don't actually think about the right things or they don't actually think about anything and you know sometimes I just get a response like um, I pick up the weight I squat and then I rack it and I'm like what and almost every time to break it down even more like people do think about the right things at, at some circumstances but then I'll say to them, so what do you do with your breathing? And it's like, uh, I don't breathe. I don't know. I never thought about it. And it's actually quite intriguing. But at the same time, hey, it makes me look like a really good strength coach because these people are typically quite qualified themselves in regards to training experience. They've just never had a coach before break things down the way that I do. And uh, it definitely benefits them. So what we do is we break down the order of sequence of movement like you're doing a tutorial on the exercise. And by doing that, you start to you know, ensure that you're covering all the aspects of the exercise and you're also recruiting the right muscles and you have your mind in the right place at the same time. So then when your exercise does start to break down or your technique starts to break down, you understand why. So you know if you start to fail in a squat and you notice that your knees are caving in, you know how to fix that. You might notice that you know you don't have that upper back tightness that you want and you know how to fix that because the order of sequence of movement and getting into the right position is something that you do over and over again and you think about the right things at the right time. Now I'm not going to give away all my secrets in regards to you know the order of sequence for every exercise out there and what to do first, second, third, fourth or fifth but this is really for you guys to really think about. And this applies across all exercises in the gym. So, you know, typically I will do this with a squat, a bench press, and a deadlift, and it'll take 90 minutes to get through all of it. Not going to your one rep max, not going to failure by any means, just learning the correct movement, practicing it, filming it, learning it again, and then being quizzed on it multiple times. So it really gets ingrained and it starts to become normal. So then when you are performing these exercises, you're doing it correctly. Now, a lot of the time we see people do exercises on Instagram and it's very common that, you know, people in the gym will just copy what they see other people do. And that's half the problem because you can have two people doing a deadlift and they could actually look the same. But what's actually going on in regards to the recruitment of certain muscles, breathing, etc. could be completely different. And, you know, even when it comes to bench press, a lot of the time I see people you know, with their elbows really far out wide, putting a lot of stress on their shoulders, uh, their feet are their feet are all over the place, and their breathing is horrible. And yes, we're talking about these major movements here, which are, I guess, powerlifting specific, but even when it comes to like an incline dumbbell press, which is very much bodybuilding focused, how you set up for that exercise, so how you flick up those weights, and how you dismount those weights is very important. And the reason why it's important is because we want to be as efficient as possible and minimize energy wastage, I guess you could say, um, and also maximize uh, confidence and safety. 
So if you do an exercise with the exact same technique every time, then chances are you're going to be quite confident at that and you're going to be quite safe. And you can progressively increase the amount of weight that you're using with very little fear that something's going to go wrong. So when it comes to breaking down the movements, what I like to do is actually get people to film what they're doing and obviously talk me through exactly what they're thinking about whilst they're doing the exercise. But if you can find a way to actually start to improve your technique as a main focus, rather than just do exercises for the sake of doing them, you will get a lot more out of them. Now, obviously everybody is built differently and certain exercises are going to look and feel different for certain individuals. But one other thing that's quite important when it comes to improving your exercise technique is doing some mobility work, making sure your body can actually get into the positions you need it to get into in order to perform that exercise correctly. So with myself, um, I typically have a lot of tightness through my shoulders and I find it really hard to get into a low bar position for a back squat without doing you know, a series of movements which allow me to do that. Now, I generally don't recommend static stretches or holds, but there are some dynamic movements that I do quite often. And in fact, if you check out my Instagram TV, you will find a mobility video which kind of goes through a circuit that I do that you can implement for sure and will get your lower and upper body primed to work out. So one thing I tell my clients is like, yes, you can definitely just squat with no weight as a warm up for a squat or you know, very light loads, you can do body weight squats and things like that. But if you can start to become more mobile and get your body in a better position straight away, you're not gonna do those warm up sets and feel like, hey, I'm really tight here, this feels uncomfortable, my wrist hurts or whatever it might be. Get yourself you know, mobile, improve your, your range of motion or your flexibility and you'll get more out of each movement and you won't have to waste as much time you know, in that exercise or warming up towards that exercise and then having to move away from it to try to be able to get in better position with mobility work. Um, another thing I want to talk about is mind-muscle connection. So obviously when it comes to movements like your squats, your bench press, your deadlift, mind-muscle connection is not the primary focus. We're looking at moving as much weight as we can in the most efficient way possible with good technique, do it safely, and looking to progress over time. So thinking about your muscles is not really a primary focus. That would be reserved for, I would say, isolation work, as well as you know exercises which are secondary movements, you might want to call them, um, you know, like dumbbell-based stuff and machine-based work. You can definitely, as a bodybuilder or, or a physique athlete, or even a bikini athlete, you can uh, definitely use mind-muscle connection to a large degree. Now, when you do incorporate mind-muscle connection, that doesn't mean that you have to squeeze the muscle, control it down, have tempo sets and reps. It literally means that you just have to think about the right muscle that you're trying to use whilst you're doing the exercise. And sometimes touching it can help as well, but you just literally have to think about the right one and overload that muscle correctly at the same time. Now, I feel like this is gonna take me into another, another point which is actually quite important and I would say beneficial for you guys to hear this, is that because your body wants to just move weight more than anything and you actually wanna sculpt your physique and train certain muscles, it is important to use the appropriate load to do the job correctly and maximize the load on the muscle you're trying to grow. A good example of this is dumbbell curls for your biceps, right? So you wanna grow your biceps and you grab a 10 kilo dumbbell and you do 10 reps. That feels good, 
it feels very comfortable, but you get a pump. You feel actually, you actually feel like you're working your bicep, but it doesn't actually feel stressful. You know, it's not killing your your nervous system or anything like that, and you can handle more weight. So you go ahead and you add more weight, as you would, and that's all good. But as we continue to add more weight, if we move up in weight too soon, your body will look to move that weight in the most efficient way possible. And what that means is other muscles will start coming into play. And sometimes it's momentum that helps to move the load. And other times it's just other muscles. So for example, with your biceps, you start out with 10 kilos, you're doing these curls and you know you feel the bicep working, everything feels great. We could say that 100% load is on your bicep when you're doing those curls. Let's say you jump up to 17.5 kilos, which is a, you know quite a big jump, and you still curl it up the same, but you don't feel your biceps hurting as much or to the same degree. And that's because other muscles are helping to move that weight. Like I said, your body is looking to do things the most efficient way possible. So it has no problem just recruiting your shoulders to help to get that arm up or even using a bit of momentum like I mentioned previously. And suddenly you're not putting 100% load through your bicep you're putting less, obviously. And how much less, we have no idea. So when it comes to progressive overload, you wanna progressively overload that specific muscle. So we wanna put as much load as we can onto that muscle, more than we want to just move weight. If you are a powerlifter or a strength athlete, obviously things are quite different because in that aspect, we are just looking to move as much weight as possible. And we are recruiting and utilizing our lower body even when we bench press. So. That's something important to note because it's so common that people will look to move the heaviest way possible and actually have a horrible physique as a result of that. And, you know, I speak from experience because for many years I was bench pressing in a way which wasn't really helping me to build my chest. And all I was doing was building bigger shoulders. And I went through a phase, I want to say probably eight to 12 weeks where I did no shoulder work directly, no overhead presses, no isolation work at all for my shoulders because I wanted my chest to kind of catch up and I felt like my shoulders were just overpowering due to uh, genetics, I guess. That's what I thought at the time. And you know what? I did no shoulder work, continued to bench press, many different variations of chest work, and my shoulders stayed the same, if not got bigger, and my chest did not improve and it did not improve the balance that I was looking for. So I was scratching my head and I couldn't figure that out. However, many years later, I realized that my technique wasn't that great. I was using way too heavy weight and I was largely relying on my shoulders to do a lot of the work. And even today with my bench press, for example, I use my triceps a lot more than most people would. And I can close grip bench press a lot more than most people could. However, like a wide grip bench press for me, I'm not that strong. So realizing which muscles are really being utilized the most when it comes to strength training is something you want to think about when you're looking to refine or improve your physique because if I've got massive shoulders and massive triceps then I probably shouldn't be relying on them so much when I do certain exercises or when I'm looking to train. So in that instance if I've got big shoulders and big triceps and I'm looking to build my chest I'm not going to do close grip bench press or I'm not even going to do medium grip bench press. I should be looking at doing wider grip bench press, machine based stuff, isolation work, and things like that which will help out a lot more. So speaking on exercise selection, you wanna look at your physical limitations and you wanna minimize your physical limitations by in 
introducing mobility work and making sure your body is able to get into certain positions. Now, if you do involve some mobility work in your training and you still don't seem to feel very good in certain exercises, that's totally fine. There is no exercise in the world that is absolutely, you know, necessary or, you know, if you don't do it, it's such a detriment to your physique or to your progress, obviously, unless you're a powerlifter. And the reason is you have to do a squat, bench press, and deadlift in competition, obviously, and that's the only reason. But when it comes to building your physique, exercise selection is a wide range, and you can literally do anything you want as long as you're thinking about the movement pattern and progressive overload more than anything. So essentially, what we're looking to do is choose exercises which work best for us. And as an example, I like the sumo deadlift. When I do a sumo deadlift, I feel very strong. I have zero back pain. And in addition to that, I don't have to do a ton of mobility work to get into the position to do the job right. When it comes to conventional deadlifts, I get a little bit of lower back rounding. The length of my arms aren't that great for conventionals. And I do tend to have a bit of pain through my lower back, regardless of the mobility work, regardless of things that I do. It's just the way my body is designed. And if I want to push through that and get stronger through my lower back, I can, but it doesn't really serve me for my purpose. And when there's an alternative, then we take that alternative to suit the body that we have. So that's kind of a bit of advice when it comes to exercise selection and also using the right training cues when it comes to exercise technique and thinking about the right things. So really breaking things down and learning exactly what it is you should be thinking about or, you know, even if you question yourself right now and think, what do I think about when I do this exercise? Like I said, this is something you can do across the board. And if I have a new client, after we do the first exercise technique session, squat, bench press, deadlift, we'll take the same approach for every exercise out there just for the first few times. And once they figure out what they're doing and they build confidence and they gain strength, we don't have to run over things and, you know, baby people anymore. It's kind of ingrained in their mind and it just becomes a habit, a positive habit, which obviously comes with a positive result. So what I suggest for you guys is to, you know, choose exercises which work best for you and then also break down your exercise and create a sequence of movement for each exercise that you do. And every single time you do that exercise, it should look exactly the same. And the best way to know that is to simply film yourself training. Now, these days, I mean, even for me right now, I'm not really comfortable with doing Instagram stories and filming myself and doing vlogs and stuff like that when it doesn't really serve a purpose. But when it comes to like filming my exercises, I'll do that all day, any day in any location at any gym in the world because it serves a purpose and I don't feel like it's strange by any means. But, you know, I guess some people are still caught up with, you know, not wanting to look different. Tell you what, if you're filming your exercises, you're taking it seriously and you're able to review what you're doing and improve it. I film almost every set that I do, even the warm up stuff. And I look for areas that I can improve. I look at my breathing. I look at the position of my body. And sometimes what I'll do is get through a set, which is actually quite difficult. Watch the video and on video, it looks so much easier. And what does that do for me? It actually improves my confidence and makes me realize that, hey, I did better than I felt. And the next set tends to feel a lot better too. So that's pretty much it for today. I just wanted to touch on exercise technique. Hopefully you guys got something from this. And once again, if you like the podcast, leave me a five-star review. Um, Big D checking out.